Hello and welcome to Patched. I'm your host, Paul James. Today I'm joined by Matt Phillips. How are you, Matt? Blurry. Oh, yeah, but blurry for a second. <laughs> why. Always good timing in the beginning of the show. You doing all right? Yeah, it's good. Almost. Christmas time. So Lots of games. Yeah, stay inside. Don't go out. Exactly. It's, crazy. it's too hot. It's crazy. Or it will it's get crazy too hot. out there. Oh, the shopping. That too. Yes. People have forgotten how to drive because they've been locked up for so long. I don't know that that's a COVID thing. I think that's just a the closer you get to the city, the worse the drivers are thing. Oh, well, there you go. We're just back to normal then. If that's yeah, it's, ba- it's back to normal. It's back to normal. Who had cares about Omicron, 8 and all that sort of stuff. I've had it easy for two years with no one on the roads and then all of a sudden, bang. As of when we record this, I'm going into the city tomorrow, so I'm, I'm just oh dear. keen to see, see how that goes. It'll be weird. I'm going in to see a movie. I'm going in to go see the Bond movie. No time to die. It's going to be sweet. People around. Everyone, no, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. Everyone else is now going to see Spider-Man. So everyone's already been to see Bond. They've moved on. I'll go. I'll walk into an oh. empty empty cinema with my wife. It'll be great. No, it'll be that one crazy Bond fan. See it for the 20th it 17, time. 17 times. Ugh. Yeah, possibly. Let's not rule it out. All right. And, and his friend's there and you tell him all what happens in that and you just want to go there and just... I'll hook him. Punch right. him in the face. You'll deserve it. Alright, so we haven't done one of these episodes since, as we worked it out before, basically like October last year, uh, BDD, before Damo's disappearance. Um, I, I'm sure I came up with an acronym for that last yeah, time. We, 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 um, we were going to make a Twitter handle for it too and just have a counter of days. Da- days. days yeah, but it, it reset recently because he came back for that. Um, I did episode? too. Oh, the 200th episode. So, yeah, we did this back in October last year where we basically um, went through a few different news items in a single episode. We couldn't really decide on what one we wanted to focus on, so we decided to go with multiple. And we're doing so that we're again today. The, yeah, so we went with, with the old Aldo Paso yeah. technique. Why not? Why not all, all of them? them? Yeah. So we've got three things we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about Splinter Cell because it's back. We're going to talk about NFTs because Ubisoft's Quartz is a thing and they're starting to become rife in games and PlayStation PS5s are getting new faceplates we're going to start in the order that I just recited in there we're going to start with Splinter Cell because Splinter Cell has been finally announced it's actually a thing out of Ubisoft's mouth it's not some bullshit Sam Fisher being squeezed into a mobile game or any of that sort of crap straight up we are getting a Splinter Cell game what did you think of the whole situation? I must say, I was disappointed by the video because what they should have done is made everything go dark and then three green lights appear. Not just see the goggles straight up. That's just me. Because we always used to talk about just things go dark, then all of a sudden, three green lights. Not hey, there's no just... reason why when the time comes and they finally announce it at E3 or whatever whatever it ends up being, that they can still do that. Yeah, well, they still got time to do it. But they I just thought, oh, I saw the video, I was like, oh, it's Splinter Cell because I saw the little three, little triangle... Yeah, yeah just the, the great. Like, ah, oh, come on, Ubisoft. Thought you're better than this. What do you make of the overall thing? It's a, it's a remake of the original game. Oh, is it? What? Yeah. Oh, oh you thought right. it was a new one? I didn't know. I just saw oh, Splinter Cell. I thought, oh, good, finally, they're finally doing something with old Sam instead of him sitting on his couch yeah. drinking beer. Yeah, it's a remake of the original. Um. They like in I think it was a press release or maybe in that video they spoke about how they didn't want to remaster the original because 
um, I don't know. It's maybe, and I think they're right in their logic that it's just not going to work in today's setting. Like that PS2 oh. original Xbox GameCube era sort of stealth doesn't fly maybe, when you look at what's happened with Deathloop and Dishonored or, in recent years. Or maybe they saw what uh, what happened to those Rockstar games that got remastered and thought, <laughs> "See that? Let's not yeah, we'll, do that. We'll not get AI to do the job for us because that'll end badly." Um, but I mean, yeah, I think uh, not to mention, I mean, the last remaster they tried to do prince of persia and that's still not going so well uh, presumably it's back on the right track now and they just need to finish it off but yeah the last time they went down that path it didn't go so well um i, I think this is the right the right call to kind of remake a game i think from from the reporting it sounds like what they do by remaking this will be an opportunity to kind of redefine the franchise the way we play it all that sort of thing so that they can i don't know whether they they're remaking that but then ultimately just the, the game that comes next is a, a follow-up from Blacklist or whether they're kind of almost creating, okay, let's just retcon all this stuff and let's remake the first one and then go from there with whatever happens. Like, I'd be curious to kind of see where they go story-wise there, but I don't know. I'm, I'm just excited that we're getting one, I think, at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay, like, it's, it's a remake. That's okay. It's a game that came out 20 years ago or yeah. close to 20 years. Yeah, you're right. So get a new audience onto it new and improved graphics and hopefully some better controls because I do remember the old split you, you had to press like 20 different buttons to do the splits you had to yeah it was the claw grip you really had to work grip. everything to try and you know make it all work so um I just you know ha- happen to have an Xbox controller I reckon it's good because we get the introduction to Sam Fisher so if they do make another game at least you know like the backstory. Yeah. If, they can start square it, one. Start square one. And if there is like things I have to fill in, they'll just, just do what I think what Assassin's Creed did, they just showed little parts of it. Like in Black Flag, like Black Flag you didn't have to play one, two and three. Yeah, true. The they kinda of cut in little bits. Yeah, they could probably just do the same as that. Yeah, it could work. That'd be interesting. Um Look, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about it, as I mentioned before. And it does sound like, to your point, like it's an opportunity to kind of, yeah, start from scratch, go from square one and, and reinvent the franchise a little bit. We obviously had an episode fairly recently in the last couple of months where we spoke about what we thought a new Splinter Cell could be. Now, I don't think either of us had tipped a remake of the original at the time. No. But I still think a lot of those ideas that we had still apply. Like, especially if you are remaking it, it means it like, okay, your story is still the same. Your character's still the same. Hopefully, they get Michael Ironside back as the main voice actor. But then you can probably still do all the things that we kind of discussed before. You know, Ubisoft is a, I don't know, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about them in some other areas shortly with the whole NFT stuff. But I don't know, they're maybe a little bit lacking in creativity at the moment. So I could just as easily see them tip into the the open world stuff that they've been doing with every other franchise. And this is the same team that's done past titles for Splinter Cell but they've also most recently done Far Cry 6 and Watch Dogs Legion so they've got like they, they've got open world skills I'm okay with them still leaning into it a little bit as long as they show a bit of restraint yeah and also they've had a few other games that haven't been great either so yeah maybe with something else like Ghost Recon hasn't been great for a while just put, just put that to rest and just work on Splinter Cell or something well, speaking of Ghost Recon not being all that great, the NFT oh, yeah. conversation. Oh, no. 
um, this week, or no, probably in the last two weeks, actually, I think we're slightly behind because we had Game Awards stuff to do last week. Um, Ubisoft announced Quartz, which is a, an NFT system that they're, kind of, they're implementing in a whole bunch of their games. They are beginning oh. only with Ghost Recon Breakpoint to begin with, which I claimed on Twitter that was a very uh, like smart move. Introduce a shitty system that no one wants into a shitty game that no one plays. Um, like it's it's genius, but yeah, it's like uh, NFTs, and it's you know it's not just Ubisoft now, but that they're kind of the faces of the whole thing at the moment, being the biggest corporate entity that have thrown their weight behind them. They bring NFTs into games. What do you think about this idea that we're going to see people trying to buy and swap and sell and all these kind of made up crypto pieces of bullshit? stupidest thing you've ever heard of yeah because who knows because the problem with digital stuff is is it real i mean no well it's not but someone could just copy and paste and say yeah this is mine buy it so you've actually nailed on something i've read like just the the old think, twitter scroll think, while you're sitting think, on the toilet that i had before i think, I think you'll be sort of the exact same thing some the, guy the person on um uh so was taking he was taking his um, stuff yeah that's the one yeah the, the deviant art guy um, yeah, I saw that before where he, like, I don't know, I can't remember who shared it, cause, but obviously you and, I, you and I both saw it. So um, someone on DeviantArt has had their work stolen. People are sharing it around as an NFT and, like, it's happening to a lot of their art. Um, and it, they're just almost at the point where well, I'm just going to have to shut my DeviantArt down because I can't keep up with all these people that are doing this stuff, trying to, like, make a claim to get it torn down and or whatever. So... To, yeah I mean that's like that we're not going to see that when it comes to the game side of things but like it tells you all you need to know about the the culture and behaviour of those who are getting invested in NFTs it's just scraping the bottom of the barrel bullshit really yeah. so what would you call it quartz for because it's something you mine quartz, quartz is something you mine and that's well, kind of in I that think, bitcoin sort of mould well I think of it as a watch Oh, okay. Yeah, right. I'm surprised the old Quartz watch company doesn't come in and go, Oi, Ubisoft. You're giving us a bad name. Get out of here. Or, or everyone just goes to the watch. Or it might be a thing where they go, Oh, that reminds me. I need a watch. Instead of because it's in a shitty game. Well, they'll be happy if that's the case. Yeah, Quartz will be all over. Or Quartz, the watch company, will be all over it. Like, yeah. Oh, thanks, Ubisoft. We've taken all your money. Yeah. We, we saw another case of the NFT business in, in games this week as well. Um, Stalker 2, which you might remember from... Uh, I mean, Stalker itself is oh, yeah. uh, you know, 10 yeah. to 13 or something years old. but The, Ru- the uh, Russian Stalker, one. Yeah, but Stalker 2 is yeah. on the way. It's been at the last, I think, two Xbox E3s, at least this year for sure. Yes. Um, and they announced and then walked back the fact that they were going to like they announced that they were going to have some NFTs in there they were going to function exactly the same as what Ubisoft's trying to do with Quartz and then the community lost their shit and they've walked it back um, so good on the community for that but do you see a um, company like Ubisoft doing the same? probably because they never listen I know they do sometimes listen to their audience but I think they're going to stick to their guns I don't think they're going to listen to them this time around no. unless people don't buy it then yeah. They're just going to keep doing it. But the same crypto... You know, and everyone keeps calling them crypto bros. I, don't, like, what, I guess it's the same sort dude of bros. dude bro douchebags. No, like Seems like a young man's game. Well, yes, I think it is. But like even... no, just, This is just people on the outside which is referring to them like in a derogatory way as crypto bros. Like just... They're douchebags. Um, 
they're being referred to as crypto bros and like they're I don't know yeah, yes I think it's a young man's game but it just takes a very specific sort of thing one of the things that Ubisoft was trying to say is that um, the way we've got it designed means you need to put hundreds of hours into the game in order to be eligible for them and everyone's going well they'll just set up bots to do it for them and then they'll just be farming this stuff and selling it on to the next dumbass who's stupid enough to buy one uh, to buy yeah. it off them Stay that those young kids who just like, oh, I need to get that. It's like, a, the, well, it's, I was yeah. gonna say it's like Pokemon, but that's not true. No, it's it's like cosmetics in video games, like your Fortnite yes. cosmetics. It's that, except that whatever you buy is gonna be unique to you, kind of. Like it might be like one pixel different. That's their way of justifying different sale. Like, it's one but, oh, sorry, not even no, actually, sorry, same picture, but it might be a different code on it, because that's all it is. It's about the code, the embedded code. NFTs are shit, and anyone who's involved with them, if you're watching and listening to this show, please never list, watch or listen to this show again. Um, we don't want you. No, no, I'm not against that. Just think, yeah, go away. Don't you dare. I mean, I was watching the South Park episode the other day, and I tried to talk about NFTs. And oh, never, were they? So, I'm I'm never, it was like the, no, it's like one of those the COVID special ones. Oh, yeah, I still haven't seen that yet. Yeah, and one was talking about NFTs. I've never been so confused in my life of what an NFT is well they're taking the piss out of the whole thing which just makes it even yeah, harder to understand what they even it. are yeah just all people buying these stupid NFTs like, for no what reason it, like, non-fungible tokens what does fungible mean oh those must be something to do with the young kids these days I have to ask one of them you're a school teacher go ask them what a fungible means maybe next year because yeah I've sent I've them all packing for the year I'm not, going, I'm not chatting send, to send them away for, them for a while Get out of my hair, I don't so want to first, do with you. First, first thing next year, right. You, what's a fungible? What, is, yeah. what, what does it mean for something? Oh, I'll Google it in the meantime. But... Ask an English teacher or something. See Someone in the comments, know. clarify for us what it means for a token to be non-fungible. What does it mean for it to be fungible? I don't know. Give us give us it in the Jeopardy type answer. Yeah. What is a fungible? Yeah, yeah look. Speaking of things that people didn't really ask for, well, or want... But they're getting them anyway. They're, they're more expensive than they should be. This is a bad segue. We discussed it beforehand what the segue should be and I've butchered it. We're talking about oh, PS5 no. faceplates now. Um, Sony have announced a series of five diff- or three different controller colours and five new faceplates for PS5 that are all going to be... Some of it coming out in January, others a little bit later into next year. Have you seen the, the range that they've added? Yes. What do you they think? Could have, they could have picked some better colours. Well, we got baby blue, pink, purple, black. The purple black looks sweet. One. I've ordered a purple one. Well, the black one, and then there's another one. I don't know what. Yeah, they've one got is. yeah. So there's the stocks. I guess if you want to go through all the colours, and this will apply for the plates as well. There's the white, the default white, which everyone gets. Uh, it was midnight black, or the, what they called midnight black. I don't, actually, I'm not even going to put the the things at the beginning there because I can't remember. Um, red, blue. the blue that you mentioned, the baby blue, the neon pink, and then the purple, which, to be fair, is just like our purple friends at Pop Culturist. Pop Culturist purple. Um, PC. PC yeah. purple. Exactly. So uh, go support the Pop Culturist if you're not familiar with them. I'm talking about their awesome base out of Geelong. Good friends of the show. Um, but yeah, like they've, they've announced those for both in both controller form and, and plates. Crying kid. Um, and and plates for the, for the for the console. So, 
Uh, look, I, I kind of like them. As I said, I've, I've, I've ordered a purple one. And I got myself, and this is before the whole D brand, the, like a knockoff company that was creating PS5 plates. Um, I ordered some black ones anyway, but I won't lie. Despite how expensive these official ones are, I, I ordered some of those. How, how much are? I'm going to quickly double check. Because, because they didn't advertise in it, they never showed the price of it, and that sort of gives me a red flag straight up. Going, yeah, it's not yeah, cheap. They're going, they're going to be expensive. Um, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was like, hey, wait, brace, brace yourself. These are two pieces of plastic, one that goes on either side of the PlayStation. I'm just checking my order history now. Eighty-five dollars for two bits of plastic. Two pieces of plastic. Is that all? I mean, I could just get some Glad wrap and just do the exact same thing. Colour it in texture. Colour it Get a texture. thermo. Do, do, do it there. Yeah, I, I got the what was referred to as the Galactic Purple controller. That's because that's Galactic the one my wife purple. took the most liking to. But again, Pop C Purple. Um, and the, the the official black plates. Just because... The, the ones that I got are a little bit on the flimsy-ish side. So I can toss them out. And get some proper ones on there. But... I guess the main thing I wanted to pick your pick your brain about is that they've now obviously started like they they highlighted when they went after D brand with the cease and desist, which didn't work because they'd made enough little changes to the the main model to ensure that they couldn't be sued or get given a cease and desist or any of that sort of thing. But do you see in a similar sort of style to what Xbox 360 used to have with the faceplates on the front there? Do you see this oh, yeah. kind of becoming the beginning of? a whole bunch of different plates and those things not just in colours but maybe instead of buying your special edition um, Horizon right. Forbidden West console you can get, get the faceplate yeah you can get the faceplates well it'd be a lot cheaper that's for sure might get be cheaper own. it might be cheaper on uh, like on its own but I reckon yeah. you'd get like I'd go out and buy my Horizon plates and then God of War rolls along and like alright I'll buy the God of War Ragnarok plates and all of a sudden there's remastered. on top of the black ones I've already bought that's already 200 and something dollars I've spent on plates yeah then you get your Last of Us plates and I feel like it that, that could be how they get you because they're not going to get everyone to buy, them, buy a new console but they might be able to convince far more people to spend 85 bucks plates. or I think it's US 55 um, on a series of plates what do you think about that sort of approach in terms of well, on the Sony side in terms of maybe potentially clever marketing but also as a consumer being like oh well I can spend 85 bucks on the one that I want yeah but then you sort of don't think after a while when you have 10 of them and go well I've got too many plates what do I do yeah um, you know, I mean you know, look, you, you, could, you could mix and match yeah well you got one PlayStation and you got 10 plates what do you, you could, do yeah you can mix and match a little bit like you could obviously just yeah. rotate them in and out if that's what you want but also you could go... Will they come apart? Horizon on one side. Yeah, yeah, you just rip the plates off. Rip it and just cut it off with some scissors. Um, they they, the they kind of blade. detach pretty what? easily. They, they even went through like a thorough tutorial back at the beginning is how to do it and even like how to use a vacuum to clean out the dust and all that sort of stuff. It was very, very specific when they <laughs> the, when they did a teardown before the PS5 even launched. But um, I mean, look, I, yeah, you could even go down the path of having if I just use Horizon and God of War as the ones that are the two big ones that are supposed to be out next year you could have Horizon on one half and God of War on the other like you could take one half of each of your two different plates and slick them on either side so like there's opportunities for people to mix and match kind of however they want I, I do think it's a really good opportunity and for fans that are in love with a particular franchise or whatever like it's not a bad opportunity to 
update the look of your console. I don't think I'll do too much of it because of the same reason I never buy a special edition PS5. It's just, or sorry, like console in the past. It's it sits under my entertainment unit and mostly can't be seen. So what's the big deal? The black yeah. is just because the white is so obnoxious and in your face. The and black just kind of helps used, it disappear in the, and in the night. Everyone's used to a black PS5 because that's what colour it's been for the last 20 years, pretty much. And then all yeah. of a sudden it goes white. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's terrible. Just, if it was black, everyone think it'd be the greatest thing ever. Exactly. So they've, they've so. probably taken on a whole bunch of different pre- uh, pre-orders for the black one, probably more than anything else. Um, oh, because yeah. People have been making that argument for a while. I'll just check all those other those other name, uh, colors just for I the feel sake like of our conversation. Cosmic, cosmic blue. Yeah, cosmic. No, like... cosmic red was the cosmic was the blue. red one's looking for. Midnight black, like I said before. Then galactic purple, starlight blue, and nova pink. And the thing to keep in mind also on the side of the plates is that there's the the uh, the plates for the disc based version and the discless version. So you've got two different variants there because you've got two different versions of the console oh, that are no. different shapes. So they've got to they've got to have more. So you're gonna find people that are picking up the wrong like all that retail gives them the wrong plates. They get oh, home, they go to put it on, they realize, hang on, this has a this has a disc drive, but I'm discless or or vice versa. So it's gonna get messy. But but then the other question you have to ask is, PS5 plates or Super Duper flavor? Oh, let's just roll through all the Super Duper different flavors. That'd be cool. Actually, they're pretty close with what they're starting so far. By yeah. the way. And I just sorted on... Yeah. So on the PS5 pre-order page on EB Games, I sorted not by release date, but I sorted by popularity. The number one item on the store right now is the black plates for the disc-based console. That's above some of next year's biggest releases like Elden Ring, Horizon, Uncharted, The Legacy of Thieves Collection, Forspoken, for Gran Turismo. Like It's ahead of all of them. Is that embarrassing? Um, Every game's getting outdone by some face plates. Buy three different sets of plates. So the habitive um, are sold by purchased by scalpers. God knows it is. Well, they're still available for pre-order, so not too many. And oh. the the three new controls are also more popular than any game at the moment. Oh, so colors, the power <laughs> of colors. Cosmetic. I, I guess we just discussed it with the NFT stuff. Like cosmetic still gets people. PS2 blue. You wait for that. The dark blue. Never will go crazy for that. Yeah, probably. probably and then uh, PlayStation 1 Grey. No one buy that because no one ever wanted the bloody PS1 Classic. I guess we still saw a little bit of it too with the Switch, like people buying new Joy-Cons and those sorts of things. Well, was that because they stopped working? Mm. or Not just because of Drift. I especially went out to go get the, the, Mario, the Mario Red ones when Mario Galaxy... Sorry, Odyssey came out. Uh, did you also <laughs> get the Zelda ones? As well? And I got the Zelda ones, yeah. And now I've got I've got white because I've got the the Switch OLED. So, uh, and I bought my wife the what did I get her over the journey? I got her the Splatoon ones because she was really into kind of that neon pink and and kind of flashy kind of neony green. And then recently I traded in a whole bunch of consoles um, to what? Oh, to get her the Animal Crossing one. Oh, didn't know that so, was. Yeah, so her old launch, her old launch launch console, out the door, and Animal Crossing everywhere. Yeah, but we're still we're still like barely spending anything thanks to, um, thanks to the help that Nintendo provided with the the review unit. Um, it meant that my old one was just going to gather dust, so I turned it in. Same sort of deal for my wife. Turn her old one in to get the new one. The out of date. You can't review games on this Switch. Oh yeah. 
yeah, let's. <laughs> that's the whole thing. I won't. I won't kick no, around too no, much. No, it's your About four years. Sorry, you can't review this game. Yeah. Too bad. But hey, since we like you, here's one. We'll give you this one instead. Yeah. Oh, thank. Any other thoughts on since we are doing kind of a an open an open topic sort of episode here? Is there anything else that's gone on in games that you wanted to to hit on? We did have a Nintendo Indie World this week as well. Oh, I didn't even did, watch did it. you catch up with that one anything oh okay no, I thought I thought, were ga- I thought there were games I thought oh yeah cool there's some indie games that just kept scrolling I did actually know there was a um, presentation of it yeah right okay so I guess I'll shout out one there being Sea of Stars which comes from um, Sabotage Studio the, the people who made The Messenger did you play The Messenger the other year no oh go play The Messenger I think, you, I think you'll love The Messenger actually um, but to the point where like even when I I think when I did a review for it I didn't and this was before we had scores but um, the whole idea is that like the messenger was delivering a message as, as they kind of do it was like a scroll so I actually made like the whole review on a scroll it was like the only cre- particularly creative writing thing I've ever <laughs> that I've ever done at Player 2 but um, I thought I was a bit of a genius for it but anyway um, their, their new game Sea of Stars which when I was talking to um, one of their studio heads for Dev Dory, well before the game was even announced, uh, he was talking about how he was really into Chrono Trigger, the Super Nintendo classic RPG. Um, and unsurprisingly, now that the game's been announced, it's it's basically a Chrono Trigger. Right down to the fact they even got the composer along to to create music for the oh, wow. game. So, like they're they're really leaning into that. So that was a cool thing from the direct but yeah sorry from the indie world but is there anything else at all that you that's even just on the mind in the gaming space whether it's news or not want to shout at some company for having done something you don't like uh no i'll just since the rockstar i'll just laugh at rockstar for having to go at cd project red for saying for criticizing them for their rubbish cyberpunk launch and then they go stuff it up with their remaster launch so oh yeah that's fair nice work nice work rockstar That, that went well um what else I was gonna have a crack at someone. Oh, just and I think you'll appreciate this one more than else, uh, more than most mind? people. Um, on the Play Two website, we've started our kind of Game of the Year awards, but one of the most recent one that went up was the most disappointing. Now GTA did get some love from me, but you will appreciate that Matt Houston also had a crack at NBA Two K for them continuing ah, to get worse. So, good. Um, also, I saw some guy put Death Loop up, and I thought that was a great. In dis- in the most disappointing, yeah. What was it? I believe really? it was. Could have been Dylan. It might have been Dylan. Yeah, that sounds like something Dylan would do, but I didn't. I didn't know. The most that. put the most disappointed as Death Loop. I thought, oh, here we go. And here so we go. Everyone biggest, else was like, I thought, biggest, yeah, there we go. Like, biggest surprise. We'll, we'll go through everything that's uh, that's been okay. announced as of when we record this for people. So we've had two different categories so far: the biggest surprise and the biggest disappointment. Biggest surprise: Dylan Burns went for Returnal. Jess Zamet went for Sherlock Holmes Chapter 1 Matthewson went for Chorus or Chorves Chorves um, Rob Cabaretto went for Retro Reissue Love which I can't say that I'm familiar with at all but I guess that's what makes it a surprise Stephen Del Prado went with Epic Links with Neon Falcon Neon Falcon anyway yeah, the whole bunch, like whatever uh, I went for Eternal as well so Returnal got the most love in there and Chris Lorne went for Inscription as for the disappointments that you just kind of acknowledged a moment ago oh Matt made a typo. Old Paul Jams went for Grand Theft Auto Trilogy. Oh, Paul Jams. Paul Jams. Chris Lorne went for the uh, the Paul industry's Jams. upper management, so he's having a crack at both Activision, Blizzard, and Ubisoft for their cultural issues. 
Oh. Dylan Burns, you're right. Went for Deathloop. Holy Deathloop. shit. Maybe, maybe he's just... A, I'm not going to read through his little piece right now on the, on the show, but maybe he's just a big Dishonored fan, so this felt worse not in comparison. Which a few people oh, have said. Really? Rob Caparetta, the, 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 the Shadow of Crypto. So there we go. So he referenced Ubisoft Quartz. He talks about what's going on with Epic Games Store. He's talked about... Um, uh, what, what did we just say? Oh, Stalker before. Matt Houston, NBA 2K22, and Stephen Del Prado. No next-gen cyberpunk. So that's everything we've had so far, but keep your eyes out for the best indie and the best AAA. Those will both go live oh, I think possibly I by the time what, that you've seen this episode. Let's be, let's be honest. We already know what your best indie is. Yes, um, because I miss... Uh, uh, yes, yes, it's, it it's Death Door. It's Death Door. We haven't, we haven't, um, we haven't talked about it enough this year. And we haven't talked about it nearly enough. I'm, re- I'm still replaying it on the PS5, like even earlier today, actually. But... Um, and also, I forgot how the, the categories went. And so I actually thought it was like the ones we've discussed, best indie and then game of the year. So I doubled up and went with Death Door again. The final category is best AAA title. So I'm going to have to rewrite that one and have to... have to just see if he won't... Uh, but, that, but that was um, Paul Matt's James' already noticed. fault. <laughs> yeah, that was Paul Jam- yeah, good point. Paul James' fault. Blame, blame Paul James for that one. He's a shitty writer. Terrible. All right. On that note, we'll wrap things up there. There's a little bit of padding at the end just to give us a longer episode. No, we're, we're doing just no. fine anyway. Um, we've hit on three three topics there. I still, you know, I don't know how often we'll do it, but I still enjoy this format when we can just kind of kind of go quick fire with some stuff. It works. Yeah. We'll usually it's better. When we just have more than one thing during the week, which was this week. This week. This week. But nothing that's, you know, huge that would take the entire episode. So it works pretty well for us. If you enjoyed this episode, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. All the buttons down below. Hit the notification bell. That way you're alerted to every new video the moment it goes live on the channel. That includes more patched, play two plays, gamer school, and a whole bunch more. There's some awesome stuff there, so please subscribe and go and check it out. Visit the website, player2.net.au, for reviews, previews, opinion pieces, news, features, links to the podcast series, patch, the player two pixel cast, and dev diary. We're on Patreon, patreon.com slash player2au. Get a few bucks, lower tiers, early access, higher tiers, monthly episode exclusives. And finally, there's Twitter. Twitter, Matto. Mato underscore Phil. Paul James Games for me. That is our final episode for 2021. Was that Paul James Games? Paul, Paul James, James Games. Games. Paul James Paul Games. James. Uh, that was our final episode for 2021. So thank you again to everyone who's joined us over the course of the year for joining us for episode 200 recently. Uh, for the ridiculous number of you who tuned in to mine and Matt Hewson's review of um, Forza Horizon 5, which is basically tracking at about three times the best episode that we've ever had of the core show so some for some reason people really wanted to hear what we had to say about forza uh, maybe we'll just do every episode about forza going forward Matto, how do you what do you think just, just have just have a forza cast yeah yeah let's do it um what would you do with forza this week oh yeah you know, accelerated a bit drove around the beach drove out of the beach ran over some trees destroyed someone's fr- fence it'll work a treat got a car um, that's my weekend Forza thanks Matto for, for the year it's been good again um, Damo wherever you might be rest in peace um, <laughs> you're forgetting one more person our number one fan that joined us earlier oh of course yeah Jamie for coming on that episode as well that was that was fantastic um, and I don't know if we had anyone else pop in to help uh, to help us along the way or for any like standalone ones or anything like that but 
Uh, I guess everyone who's kind of jumped in for the review discussions and that sort of thing since we've started running those on the patch feed in the last few months as well on the on the audio side. Thank you to all those who've jumped in to help out as well. It has been awesome. I've loved having you all on the show. Um, I think we, we even had a spoiler cast. So the first episode of anything that's on the the patch feed that doesn't have me was the Psychonauts 2 spoiler cast there because I still haven't played Psychonauts 2 yet. Um, I'm, I'm surprised that one didn't do better considering I wasn't on it. So that's everyone would be super keen to see the back of me but anyway it's still doing it's still doing pretty well but not not forwards and numbers um yeah th- thanks to everyone for the year it's been awesome Matto. yeah th- thanks to you for all the all the awesome work this year and i hope everyone has themselves a great break and we'll see you in a few weeks time we think on january 11th see you later if we're not there january 11th Try the twelfth. January, January January eighteenth. We'll be back. Yeah, something like that. It'll be sometime between now and the end of January. We'll see you later.